Hi, and welcome to On the Record with Campaign Middle East. I'm Austin Allison, the editor of Campaign Middle East, and I hope you all know Campaign. We've got a magazine, that's the OG where it all started. We've got a website, campaignme.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter to get all the latest news and updates on how to get involved with things media marketing advertising. We're all over social media. We do live events and we have this podcast. You can find many more episodes of this podcast on Angami or wherever you get your podcasts. Do check it out and follow us, like us, share us with your friends. Thanks a lot to our sponsor of this episode, uh, MMS. That's NBC Media Solutions. That's the commercial arm of NBC Group, which is the largest and leading media group in MENA. Now, all we hear about in today's day and age is digital marketing and what the future holds for the industry in the world of the metaverse and so on. But we don't very often talk about media channels that have historically and till this day achieved really solid results and effectively reached the masses, like radio. And today we're going to be talking about radio advertising and how effective it is as a tool in the region, especially uh, focusing on Saudi Arabia. And uh, I'm really lucky that to talk about this with me is Fahad Dabouk, who used to head up marketing for radio for NBC Group and who now heads up radio sales at NBC Media Solutions, as I said, the commercial arm of NBC. So, um, Fahad, thanks a lot for joining me. Thank you, Austin. I'm luckier, actually. <laughs> thanks. You flatter me. Um, I'm terribly uh, sort of Dubai. I, I have my Dubai blinkers on far too often. Can you give me a, uh, and our listeners a good rundown of uh, the radio scene in Saudi Arabia? Um, the radio scene in Saudi Arabia, Austin, it's, it's a, a big topic different. to throw at you. <laughs> yeah, it's quite different than uh, the scene in Dubai uh, for different reasons. Uh, there are not much radio stations in Saudi, even though the size of Saudi is as big as a continent, uh, yeah. unlike uh, the size of Dubai. Uh, yet, uh, we only have uh, six players in the market, six wow. different radio stations. And for a very long time, we were only two radio station in Saudi, uh, NBC FM and Panorama. This was the case for over a decade, uh, up till 11 years ago when things changed and newcomers went on the market. Uh, and now the total number of commercial radio stations in Saudi is six. Wow. So so who owned, so obviously NBC FM was NBC. What about Panorama? Panorama oh. FM is owned by the same group, which is okay. NBC Group. Uh, it's the sister radio station of NBC FM. NBC FM is the first private radio station in Saudi Arabia. It saw the light over 30 years ago. It started from London uh, okay. in the UK, uh, up till it moved to Dubai, and now the headquarters of NBC FM is in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And what sort of programming do they have? If NBC's been around for 30 years, what sort of, uh, yeah, what sort of programming did it have? And what, did Panorama, what does Panorama have? Are they similar? Are they different? And how are they split? Are they sort of split by demographics, by geography? Uh, by geography, no, because it's nationwide across okay. all Saudi. It's different in programming, of course, because NBC FM, it's mainly uh, catering for Saudis, Saudi nationals. Saudi nationals, just to let you know, Austin, they represent over 60% of the Saudi of the population in Saudi Arabia, uh, while the expats around uh, more or less uh, 40% or uh, a bit less. Uh, so NBC FM is exclusively for Saudis. Uh, we only play GCC or what we call Khaliji music. Okay. on NBC FM. All the anchors on NBC FM are Saudi nationals, with no exception. So they speak the language of the listeners, uh, the Saudis. Panorama, on the other hand, 
it's a melting pot. So you have the Lebanese, the Saudi, the Egyptian, the Jordanian uh, anchor. So basically, uh, Panorama FM is the number one choice of the Arab expats living in Saudi Arabia. Besides uh, the youngsters, the, the younger profile of Saudis. So they complete each other, I, say, I can say that, in terms of uh, offering. But definitely, they're different. They're not the same. When did, when did Panorama launch then? If NBC FM has been around for 30 years, was Panorama fairly shortly after that, or was it fairly recent? 2003, actually. Okay. This was the year when Panorama was launched. And you said that there's now uh, four other stations as well. Um, are they, it sounds like you guys, uh, well, you guys, uh, NBC has sort of had a very sort of big share of the market. I mean, all of the market. Uh, how's the competition? Are you are you are you threatened by new stations? Are you what sort of what sort of programming are they offering? Are they, you know, how how does it feel to have a bit of competition in the market? I think competition is healthy, Austin, in any sector, not just uh, in radio. So uh, competition is welcome. It's very healthy to enhance our products. This was uh, definitely. Uh, uh, not something bad uh, for us. Of course, probably we lost a tiny uh, share of, of the market, which is very normal than any other industry or business. Uh, yet, uh, we still own the biggest share reach in, uh, in the Saudi in the Saudi market. We have over sixty percent of the market share combined between NBC FM and Panorama uh, among the radio, uh, the commercial radio stations in Saudi until the second. So uh, I believe we are in a very good position uh, after 11 years of competition. Excellent. And uh, again, I'm surprised by the sort of the the small number of, of players. Again, I'm, I'm used to Dubai where there's, but I guess, I guess you've sort of answered this question saying that you've got a, a much more uh, sort of homogenous uh, audience that you've got, that Saudi is made up of Saudis, whereas Dubai has a lot more, more expats. But you know, with so few stations, um, how do you cater for all tastes? Um, the difference, I just want to answer this question. This is yeah. a very good question, Austin. The difference between uh, the scene in Saudi and Dubai, uh, if you look at the radio stations in, in Dubai, I used to live in Dubai, so I'm very familiar with uh, the radio stations in Dubai. Uh, they usually cater to different communities. So let's say uh, the Indians listen to a certain radio station, the Arabs listen to a certain radio station, the Western expats listen to a certain radio station. So this is how things work, uh, more or less, in Dubai. In Saudi, it's a different story. The biggest majority, the Arabic speakers, whether they're Saudis or Arab expats. Uh, this is why pretty much, in terms of identities, they're not as different uh, as uh, the Dubai radio stations. So if you look at the radio station in Saudi, they're pretty much the same with minor differences. Okay, one targeting Saudis, one targeting Arab expats, but at the end of the day, the six existing radio stations at the moment in Saudi, they're Arabic-speaking radio stations. So you don't have uh, an English or an Indian or uh, or, or other language-driven uh, yep. uh, radio station like Dubai. So uh, this is the main difference. Uh, and this is mainly, as I told you, because at the end of the day, you need to cater to your customer. So looking at the customer base in Saudi, uh, this is how it is. Yet, soon Ooh. enough... Uh, we have some good news, and uh, things might change. So, um, oh, excellent! So, watch this space. Yeah. I, uh, I'll put in a plug for campaign. As soon as you have that news, let me know, and I will publish it. But um, I'm excited. Very soon. <laughs> <laughs> Does um, you started off by saying um, that 
you know, Saudi is a, a huge country. Does does radio differ between sort of Riyadh and Jeddah and, and other places across the country? Or again, is it um, is it sort of unified like that? It's um, a nationwide uh, offering. So uh, if you live in Riyadh or Damam or Jeddah or Hayyad or Abha, anywhere in Saudi, you would listen to the same stream. Yet we came up with something very unique uh, last year where we uh, customized the advertising per, uh, per region. So oh. basically, if you live in Riyadh, you can hear different ads than Jeddah. But this was only in terms of advertising. This was something very uh, progressive, very unique. Uh, we were the only radio station to do that in Saudi, uh, to do it, uh, to do these splits per region. Uh, yet it was uh, for regarding advertising and not uh, content. Content, okay. yes, it's the same across all regions. But if I'm listening to, if you're listening to one show, and if you, if you and I are listening to the same show, in you're in Riyadh, I'm in Jeddah, then I might get mm-hmm. different ads in the uh, in the ad breaks than than you would. That sounds like it's much. That sounds Correct. like it offer, offers you much more sort of targeting ability for your um, for your advertisers. It presumably that means that Absolutely. it op- it opens up your market to not. Presumably, you any otherwise anybody who only had I don't know if it was. Uh, somebody who had services or um, product only available in Riyadh, it would have been wasted on the rest of the region. So presumably, this means that you can you can localize, you can get uh, more local advertisers in. What sort of effects that had on the advertisers? Indeed, Austin. The reason why we worked on this technology is basically um, so many advertisers, or clients who are only based in Riyadh, so they yep. basically want to focus on the central region. So this is why we had to come up with the solution. Um, so, uh, we can make sure that these clients are on board and we don't lose them. And the results were, were fantastic, by the way. Nice. Nice. And presumably that's opened up some more, uh, I'd imagine that radio must be, if you've got such wide reach, you might, is radio quite an expensive media in, in Saudi? I'm thinking that in Dubai, you've got a much more, you know, with so many stations, it's much more fragmented, which presumably means that each, uh, you're reaching a smaller segment. Does that, you know, how does, how does that work? Um, in no, terms- uh, radio, compared to, uh, radio compared to other mediums is not expensive at all. No, no, it's efficient. Yep. Uh, it's intimate. It's sexy. Uh, it it reaches uh, like a million, a million cars every day. Yet it's not expensive as other mediums, no. This Excellent. is why radio uh, is still alive and strong uh, in Saudi and, and everywhere uh, else. Actually. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it is alive and strong because I mean, you know, in the you know, rewind a few years, radio used to be the only thing to listen to in your car. Um, now you have uh, audio streaming services. You've got podcasts. Uh, how is that affecting the the radio market? Um, I'm thinking Frankly that all speaking, the all uh, the millions uh, of uh, yeah. all the millions of listeners who are listening to this podcast right now in their cars, you know, are are not listening to uh, <laughs> to one of your radio stations. I'm not quite sure if you've been to Riyadh before, but let me tell you something. If you touch your phone, if you touch your phone and the car in Riyadh, you will have to pay a 500 dirhams fine just for touching your phone, not talking on your phone, touching really? your phone. Oh wow! <laughs> yes. You sound like so, a man who's been. You sound like a man who's been caught. <laughs> no, actually, I'm happy because radio is safe. Yeah. Radio, you don't need to touch your phone, you know. <laughs> so this is why radio is the safest option. 
first of all, you don't have to pay a 500 yeah, that's fine. Yep. Uh, second, um, it's safer because it won't lead you to accidents like when you use your uh, phone 100%. for streaming or podcast or, or YouTube. Or, um, so basically, this is one. Two, I believe this is an extension. Even NBC now, we're investing on podcasts. So I don't see it as a direct competition. No, nothing at all. No. Uh, I see it as some sort of an extension. And uh, I still see it as a healthy extension, same like what we mentioned about the uh, other competition. So um, not at all. I believe this is good. It's audio at the end of the day. So um, this is good. Good. I guess also it's, uh, yeah, how are you sort of, sort of, what sort of trends are you seeing in radio? I know that speaking to people over um, over lockdown about audio and radio and podcasting, and like you said, sort of all these being sort of extensions, people are moving a bit away from their screens. Um, it seems that we sort of got screen fatigue. Is that helping out in the in the radio section segment in uh, in Saudi? Um, I, w- I wouldn't say people are moving from the screens. Uh, our numbers are still high <laughs> uh, in terms of uh, TV ratings, NBC TV ratings. Uh, yet radio is very different than TV. Uh, let me tell you something, Austin. Uh, radio and cars go hand in hand, really. Okay. So... The more traffic you see in the streets, this is <laughs> healthier for our business. <laughs> Unfortunately, maybe this is not a good way to, uh, to look at it. But honestly speaking, the more traffic you see in the street, this is good business for us. Because this is where people listen to radio and the cars. Uh, I would say 97% of radio listeners are in the cars. Oh, interesting. And if you look at the traffic, if you look at the traffic in Riyadh and Jeddah, you would know very well that radio is very healthy. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, uh, again, traffic is good for uh, is always good for radio and for outdoor advertisers, isn't it? It's uh, people Absolutely. get to sit, sit and listen to their radio and stare at billboards. Do people and but you say that people are mainly listening in their cars? Does that mean that um, what are the sort of uh, prime times then? Is that rush hour is, is prime time for for you guys? The most expensive slots and the most popular shows. We have two prime times. Okay. Uh, I mean, not we, radio in general, uh, yeah. have two prime times, which is the morning time slot, where this is the prime time. This is the most important time slot across the day. This is where everyone is going to work, to universities, schools. Uh, this is advised. Uh, it starts between 6 a.m. till I would say 9 or 10 a.m. Uh, this is the morning slot. And I'm not sure if you're aware, but the morning show and every radio station is the backbone of the station. Yeah, This is the most important show that uh, any radio station would have. Uh, our radio stations specifically, Sabahkum uh, Saudi on NBCFM and Ahla Sabah on Panorama, they are the most listened to, radio, uh, to morning uh, radio shows in Saudi Arabia. So since the launch of, of the radio scene in Saudi, right. the second. And the anchors of the morning shows, they're very well known in Saudi. Uh, Ahmad Sultan on NBCFM and Silva on uh, Faris on Panorama. Uh, so this is the first uh, prime time uh, slot. The second one would be the drive time uh, would be between uh, five till eight. This is when the private sector in Saudi would leave their offices going back home. And uh, this is where the traffic is, is crazy. Uh, so these are the two main slots, but it doesn't mean that the other time slots uh, they're not as important. 
uh, in summer, for example, because it's seasonal in summer, uh, here, life in Saudi, if you go out two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, the traffic is the same as 6 p.m. Yeah. or 5 p.m. Because uh, there's an extension for life in uh, during the summer. So, yeah, it's seasonal. But what these two time slots that I mentioned, they are the most important too. And what about sort of demographics through the day? Does that Does that change? Do you... You know, you, I think you mentioned that you've got the private sector going home at uh, at five o'clock. But does that mean that you could sort of target the public sector, or you know, do you have students going at different times? Is it how easy is it for for advertisers to um, sort of target different demographics, or do you have a fairly sort of solid demographic across across you know, sort of all times? Of course, it varies between a time slot and another. I'll give you an example: uh, the two p.m. slot, which is the noon time uh, yeah. slot. Um, we had the highest rated hour in Saudi was this slot. It was not the morning. It was not the drive time. Who was listening? Exactly. One reason. The public sector. When they leave, they leave between two and three. So we had to come up with a show that cater to this huge portion of the society. And I'm not quite sure if you're familiar, but Dawood Sharian is one of the most famous uh, Saudi TV personalities. He started on radio at two o'clock on MBCFM. This is how he started. He got famous. And then now he's one of the uh, most well-known celebrities in, um, in the media sector in Saudi. So uh, yes, it's different. And everything we do is based on research studies and the market study. Uh, so, we know, so we know exactly what show uh, goes where. And, and when you're talking to, that's really interesting. And uh... I think you must be the the envy of radio stations around the world with that. People trying to get their, their sort of mid midday two o'clock slots popular. I mean, we've sort of talked about advertising in the abstract, but when when your advertisers are talking to, um, you know, talking to listeners, how are they doing it? Is it through traditional sort of fifteen seconds, thirty seconds? slots is it through uh sponsorship of shows is it through sort of uh dj readouts what's what sort of advertising works and what and what's uh you know what do people go for what do people react to well in saudi you have the classic offering uh austin which is uh, as you mentioned the sponsorship of the shows you have the 15 20 30 seconds uh, spot by uh these are very efficient of course uh, yet we have a branded content, on the other hand, where the presenter uh, themselves would uh, promote for the brand, uh, either with RG mentions or with uh, interviews. Uh, we also have live coverage where the reporter goes on, on ground, um, uh, and then we can have these live links on air. We have competitions, uh, branded competitions, where it's an indirect way of advertising. Uh, and now, a radio is also has all these social media outlets. So basically, the advertisers on radio, they also have an extension on NBC FM and Panorama FM social media platforms. Uh, so basically, it's a full-fledged uh, offering now uh, we're doing. Uh, and soon enough, uh, the podcast as well. So uh, basically, it's not just the spots and sponsorship like it used to be in the old days. Uh, so now it's a bit uh, different. We have special operations. So, um, of course, time is changing and uh, we need to work on, on the offering. And, so is, there any, and 
you know, what sort of what's the most effective of these? Uh, you know, what what do advertisers really sort of steer? You know, um, ask for. I guess. I guess also, what's the most expensive? Because that I guess that would sort of, <laughs> you know, the, the, what are the most in demand? Maybe is the way to ask it um, of of the uh, different formats. It, yeah, I would say it varies between a client to another. Really, okay. Um, usually, clients with big budgets, like the big players in the market, they would take everything, like everything on the menu. Uh, they would take it because the more exposure, they would be more on top of mind of, of, of the listener. So it all depends on the budgets. But really, the big players, I would say they would take everything. Everything that I mentioned, and they would it, have it. And when, it and when it comes to the players that are, that have to sort of uh, be more be more targeted, what sort of what sort of different formats work better for awareness and which are better for calls to action and so on? How do, how does that break down? It varies on the product, on the promotion, what's needed. Uh, is it just uh, is it a specific promotion, for example, a discount uh, or just uh, a branding campaign? So really, it's, uh, basically, what we normally do, Austin, we sit with the marketing team of the brand. So they tell us their wishes or what's their, uh, yeah. what do they intend to achieve from, from their campaign. And we give them the solution. At the end of the day, we're NBC Media Solutions. <laughs> we have to provide solutions, whether in radio, TV, or or Shahid. So this is our job. Can you give me a, a taste of some of those solutions? So, um, what sort of general advice would you give to brands wanting to make the most of radio? Perhaps brands who haven't done much radio advertising or who are returning to radio after a bit of a break. Is there any sort of um, general advice that you'd give to to brands considering advertising on radio? Um. Advice, no, but I can give them a very uh, small glimpse. In September, this month alone, we had 40 different brands for zero, different brands on air. If these brands don't see, don't believe in radio or don't see potential, and these are big brands and small brands, if these brands don't see uh, a value or benefit from radio, I don't think they would spend a dime with us. So uh, obviously speaking, these brands are with us because they see benefits from radio. And you can have these brands worth billions or thousands. We can have them. We, we have them on board. And I think this is the best indication that radio is healthy, is strong, and, and fulfills the, the requirements. Amazing. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for. So um, so thanks, ag- thanks again, Fouad. Um, thanks to was- you, Austin. That was um, a pleasure. Yeah, it's amazing. Thanks, thanks for Dabuk, who's the uh, head of radio sales at NBC Media Solutions. Thanks to MMS themselves for being our sponsor for this episode. Uh, we've got a couple more projects in the pipeline with MMS, so make sure you keep your eyes and ears peeled for podcasts and more, and also keep listening to, uh, keep reading uh, campaign to see what news there is coming from MMS. They're always doing some pretty interesting and innovative stuff. If you liked what you heard here, you can uh, keep up to date about all things media, marketing, and advertising at campaignme.com. You can follow our social channels. You can subscribe to our newsletter, come to our events, park your car outside our house, listen to the podcast. Thanks a lot to everyone for listening. Uh, I've been Austin Allison. Still am Austin Allison. And uh, till next time, stay safe.